Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani, and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show, and thank you for tuning in. You can call me at 1-800-848-9222. You remember that old movie, uh, The Man Who Came to Dinner? Well, it's not such an old movie. I think they revived it in 1990. But it was a great old movie, too. The guy shows up for dinner and he never leaves. When Adam said this is going to be Sanctuary City, he had no idea that something like 80,000 men were going to come for dinner. Right? They were all illegal. And then they'd show up in a hotel and wouldn't leave. And now he's having trouble getting them out of the hotel. Didn't you ever think, you know, like, uh, hey, Adams, you've got a budget that's busting already. Where's the money going to come from? Oh, they're going to give it to you? Well, how come they haven't given it up, up until now? I mean, the reality is you got to run a city and balance a budget. You don't balance a budget by figuring that the governor and the president are going to bail you out because you're of the same political party. Here's what happens. Nobody bails you out. you got to run the city and you got to make it work. And by the way, the last place they bail out is New York City because New York City bails them out. New York City is an income producer for the United States. New York City is not a beggar. It's a producer. That's how it works best. That's how the country works best. You've become a beggar. That's tragic. In one short year or less, you've joined what I used to call the tin can brigade. The tin can brigade of the mayors who don't run their city because they spend all their time with their tin can out asking the governor and the president to bail them out. And the minute you do that, they don't respect you anymore. Bill Clinton didn't call me for advice because I was constantly asking him for money. Bill Clinton called me for advice because I took the money I was entitled to and I did the most with it. And I ended up having a surplus. And I ended up, when I had a complaint to the federal government, showing how much more money I gave them than I was getting. And we ended up with a surplus. And we ended up with crime down. And we ended up with a city that was the best in the country. You're going in exactly the opposite direction. And don't be fooled by your crime leveling off. You haven't brought it down yet. It's leveling off, and for that, a plus. Uh, a A minus, by the way, that it's up at all. You did that. It is right and right now. The city of New York is still worse than it was under De Blasio. When you started to get when you started when you start to get it better than De Blasio, we'll start looking at you as a possibly successful mayor. So far, the news is all bad, and don't start running around like taking victory laps when people are getting you know slaughtered all over this darn city, and fentanyl is going up like crazy. Wow, I'll tell you. Well, I have with me the birthday boy, my son, Andrew. Andrew was on uh, this morning as a partner with Sid, so I had a chance to go on their, so, their show, so I th- thought I'd put him on. This was his uh, birthday. I-, I won't tell you how many years ago because it'll make me sound old. The, the movie you referenced, <laughs> The Man Who Came to Dinner, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was me that you were talking about because I keep coming to dinner over at your place, Yeah, but, and yeah, but you I, I never leave. But you have grace with you, that's why. Well, I do have grace. That's true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. No, it was a great morning to be able to share it with my uh, new WABC family. 
uh, to share your 37th birthday and to have you call in to share some great and funny stories. Um, but, uh, you know, on a more serious note, so much of what you talked about, it's, it's so much of what I've heard, not just in New York city, but around the state. And you hear in so many blue states, which is the lack of efficiency in our states and how that's continually chasing more and more people, more and more taxpayers out of our city and out of our state to places like Florida, like Texas, uh, like Tennessee, who are managing their state economies well. Well, you just ran for governor. Uh, so the last two years, really, almost two years, mm-hmm. you've gotten a great education, not just on New York City, but right. on New York State. And the situation is pretty much I mean, uh, the same all over. I mean, the, 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 the state has even bigger crime problems. Yeah. The state has a con- problems in the economy mm-hmm. uh, and people are leaving like crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there's not going to be much left if they don't turn it around. Uh, think about it this way. New York City's budget is about $102 billion. New York State's budget last year was $223 billion. You can you can only wonder what Hochul in this budgetary process with an assembly who just ran her over with the LaSalle uh, confirmations, uh, who did not get confirmed, obviously, what this process is going to look like and how big – this budget can be, but it would not be surprising if in the next couple of years under Hochul, we're looking at a $250 billion budget in the state of New York. And you have to ask who's going to be paying the bills on that. I know it's a while away, the mayor's election and the governor's election. But did you get a feeling, even though the electoral results didn't show it, that things are getting better, they're getting closer? Because I thought I thought Curtis did better than expected. Mm-hmm. I think Zeldin did better than expected. I think you did better than expected. Right. And I think you found a lot of new Republicans out there. I think so. I think there are enough Democrats. I mean, look, the numbers are 2.2 Democrats for every one Republican. There are more independents and non-affiliateds combined than there are Republicans in the state of New York. So when you think about uh, who needs to actually go and decide to vote Republican, uh, the fact of the Republican, Zeldin, who I actually share a birthday with today, ironically oh, enough. Oh, is it Zeldin's birthday? Too? It is his birthday. Happy birthday. Who, Happy birthday. Uh, who got, uh, who only lost by just slightly less than 6% of the which vote. Is, which is uh, real I, progress. And I think it says something about the future, but I, I I think it does too. I think it I think it basically is a shot across the bow at Hochul and at Adams. It's saying if you don't manage your city and your state respectively better, uh, then we're going to fire you and get somebody get somebody else in there. I I wish that uh, that they would have sent that message on November eighth, but I hope at least they heard this loud and loud and clear. And I hope they'll be able to fight be able to fight against some of the most radical members of their party. Unfortunately, uh, I haven't seen anything. Uh, that makes me feel that they will. Um, but uh, but I'm 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 the eternal optimist, if you will. Well, you know, I think it it got to Adams, be, uh, at least to the point where he says the right things. He doesn't seem to be able to convert saying things into doing things. She doesn't even say the right thing. Right. Let, let me. So ask, I don't know if there's a difference there. I mean, if Adams could figure out, if Adams could. Overcome being afraid of the Democratic Party, he might, maybe could accomplish something. You, you have a unique perspective on this, considering your successful negotiations, not just with the city council, which is amazing, considering that there were 45 Democrats and seven Republicans, I believe is the number yeah, of city yeah, council yeah. members. So think about that. But I had Peter you had to work. Too. Yeah, that's true. But you had to work across the aisle. Very difficult. Um, but one of the things that Adams says in his excuse with Albany is, you know, the crime is not the only thing that that uh, that I go up to Albany and talk about. I need to get money for education. 
need to get money for other city services, this, that. So uh, he likes to say that I got most of the things that I asked for up in Albany, but he obviously came back empty handed on bail reform, on so much of the discovery laws that he tried to get changed on the public safety stuff, which, let's be honest, that's why he got through the Democratic primary there. Uh, Do you think Adams will be able to regain what I thought was the greatest leverage that he had in Albany? Is that gone? Can he find that again uh, at all at, at any other point in these next three years, do you think? Or was his best shot uh, was his best shot last February, if you will? Well, it was his best shot. I mean, I, it, it, there's no way to know if you'll ever be as popular as you were at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Some people get more, some less. Right. Uh, something has to happen. It may. But that was, I mean, for sure, that was a clear shot. Mm-hmm. And you have to, when you have it, you have to say, I don't know if I'm going to have it again. Yeah. <laughs> you never know in politics. Right. That was the time for him to back her up against the wall and say, and she's never going to need him as much, mm-hmm. as, except maybe when, if she runs again for reelection. And so she's running. She's in fear of losing. She needs him. He's a lot more popular than her. Not so now, but he was then. That's the time to say, you get me that bail reform or I go independent. Yeah. I won't be the first mayor to do it. Koch did it. Giuliani did it. Right. Lindsay did it. Yeah. I mean, lots of mayors do it. Right. Uh, and it makes him more popular. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, he obviously doesn't have that kind of, um, if you want to call it courage, independence, um, mind. And he doesn't seem to know how to use political leverage. He yeah. kind of gives it away. She does, too. Mm-hmm. She gives him a raise. And then she asks him for things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she wants to get that judge through. Right. She's like, oh, we're going to hold this back. She gee, called a special it. session to give them a raise, too. I mean, all she has to say is, you know, I'm too focused right now on getting the judge through to focus on the raise. I haven't been able to think about it. Yeah. But when I get over focusing on the judge, I'll focus on the raise. Yeah. She doesn't make it a quid pro quo. Yeah. You just said, I can't think. I'm too busy right now. (laughs) I can't think about it. You know, you started talking about, obviously, uh, Eric Adams and the migrant crisis. And and I've related to his handling of this as a mayor who looks at a snowstorm a week after and says, hey, we still have snow on the street. Generally, mayors who react to a snowstorm a week late uh, don't. Uh, don't don't do too well in right. terms of their approval ratings. <laughs> I can tell you as as a kid, I remember uh, that uh, during any times that there was any snow, really during the winter at all, you would never leave New York City, and you would never really be out more less than an hour outside the city. Uh, you wouldn't go on vacation, do any of that because you, you were delayed. there you, on the you, ground. You got delayed coming home from California on what was the second or third biggest snowfall in the history of the city. Right. Uh, I think 90, maybe 96 or 97, don't so, remember. Right. But this is a long-winded way of me saying, is Adams I was too there. late I was to this? Here. Is Adams too late to this crisis? Is he a mayor reacting way too late to this snowstorm, this crisis, which is the migrant crisis? The migrant thing, he's blown. I mean, could something else, I mean, but a mayor gets a chance to, the next crisis, he can reinvent himself. Mm-hmm. So he, when you said to me, could he become very popular again? More so for him than, than, than uh, a, a governor. Mm-hmm. A governor sort of is... A more stable figure. They're either popular, they're not. It's hard to change it. But mayors have so many things thrown at them mm-hmm. that, I mean, God forbid some terrible crisis happens. Right. And he handles it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. That could change things for mm-hmm. him. So mayors, uh, particularly in New York, the, and the New York mayor is different than other mayors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, much more focused on. Uh, how many people know more than one mayor in this country? Yeah. How many people, except for their own mayor in their right. city, the other mayor they know is Mayor Adams. Yeah. I mean, he's on national television probably three times a week. Right. And um, that's not unusual. So was I. So was Bloomberg. 
De Blasio was on for the run. <laughs> de Blasio <laughs> was on. And then when he ran, I, he ran for president and no mayors had much success running for me. I didn't. Bloomberg didn't. Uh, Lindsay didn't. But nobody got no percent of the vote. <laughs> he got no percent. <laughs> I think nine people voted for him in the state of Texas. Yeah, nine. I, I, I thought it was a really great thing when he went around running because he, he, he got people to understand that we weren't exaggerating when we said he was the worst mayor in the history. Of the they got a chance to see him. You know, five people would show up at the Democrat rally he had. Right. And then they walk out and vote Republican. <laughs> Sadly, you're right. Well, you can see you can listen to Andrew now every at, we're, we're doing this. We're moving different my, days, but oh. two days a week. I'll be on next time with Sid on Wednesday, this oh, coming Wednesday. Okay, so, so we'll be moving different days before we settle on a couple of days. Uh, and we'll have a new podcast out here. Uh, and uh, next week, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, they're good so. on sports, too. We, we try, you know. No, no, you did, a good, the, you did a good analysis of the, of the games today, too. It was, uh, well, we got to watch a little bit of the second game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And, and man, what, what, an, what an ending. Mahomes is just one of those guys who's just as good as it gets when it comes uh, down I gotta to I've got to ask you before we, before we break off, yeah. i got to ask you about Empire State Building. Because <laughs> oh, Curtis goodness. asked me on the way in. He said, Mayor, what would you have done if they had, if they had uh, put up those Philadelphia Eagle, Eagle things? Never would have happened under Mayor Giuliani. Never would have happened... Under Mayor Sliwa, the fact that you had the Empire State Building lit up in Philly Green, it's a disgrace. It hurts probably even worse than the Giants losing to the Eagles. To I see think the, it's time to, to check out the Empire State Building. I can't imagine they don't have a lot of violation. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of rats going in there yeah. the other day. I guess we know. They, were headed, right, they were headed right for the upper floor. You couldn't have imagined more rats. Well, that's, that's, and the garbage coming out two, two minutes late? I mean, that's, that's really wrong. I guess we know that King Kong is an Eagles fan. That, that's <laughs> <laughs> we know with, the, with all this. Yeah. But, well, but th- thank you for Andrew having me will on. never forget leaving uh, a Philadelphia stadium. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was at the height of my popularity. <laughs> it was right after 9-11. It was my first time out with my kid. Yep. And it was right near Christmas time. No, they didn't throw snowballs at Santa Claus. They had done that a few years earlier. They started booing and cursing at Andrew and me. (laughs) The worst words you could imagine. Yeah, we get pulled off the air if we said exactly what they said. And uh, and Andrew said to me, they're even sore winners. (laughs) 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 We'll be back in two minutes, three minutes, something like that. All right. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. Call 1-800-848-9222 in order to uh, have a little conversation. And uh, let let me object to uh, what happens uh, to us when we have a George Soros bought and paid for deliverer of criminals to the street as district attorney. So there were three people arrested for violence during the protests uh, with regard to the Nichols uh, case here in Manhattan. And I would say the police did a fabulous job of containing it. And uh, I'm going to tell you why in a minute, but uh, not, not, no thanks to Bragg or the, or, the, uh, or the silly criminal-loving judges we have in New York. Uh, three people were arrested. One of them, one of them is a, uh, a, a woman, a woman uh, who has a record uh, and... Uh, she punched uh, two cops uh, du- uh, during this uh, situation. Um, you don't punch cops. I'm sorry. Uh, she has a record. She's out. She's out with no bail for forcible touching incident in which she, I'll read it the way it's written in the post, grabbed her male partner's testicles during an argument. In other words, she kicked him in the 
and she is not living at the address that she gave, which makes her a uh, a, a bail risk. Uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, she was um, she was let out, no problem. Punch cops doesn't matter. You get back on the street. Maybe tonight you can punch a couple more cops and kick a couple more people in the uh, middle of their bodies. You know, we in New York we don't we don't uh, we don't. You're just a criminal, and you can you can push cops around. It's okay. It's okay. Push cops. They're no good anyway. Bragg has made clear he was originally not going to arrest anybody for any kind of obstruction of an arrest, and now he he's supposed to. He says he would, but here's one where he didn't. So she's back out. Uh, the other guy that was arrested, uh, who's uh, I didn't realize it was him because I've done the last three days. I've stu- I've studied that arrest uh, endlessly and used it, and you'll see it on my podcast tomorrow. Well, Wednesday, Arginus Rivera, 33, uh, on Friday night, jumped on top of a police uh, a vehicle with the police inside and started smashing in their front front window, uh, trying to uh, do the best he could to uh, kind of get him out of the car so the crowd could pummel him, uh, which is what they do, you know, in other cities. And the police officers uh, strangely delayed a bit. In fact, I was getting a little nervous. I was saying, oh, gee, we're not going to allow this in New York also. We just let them do this crap and not do anything. And all of a sudden, you see two cops come out of nowhere, uh, and one of them grabs Arginus's leg. And this guy uh, could be playing for the uh, Giants. Arginus was down within seconds. Next thing you see is you see an older, older police officer take charge immediately. Uh, I don't think Arginus even knows what's happening as the cuffs are put on him, which is the way they're supposed to be done. Like, boom, right away. Cuffs, bam, right on and then they proceed, no talking to him, no big thing with the people outside, no discussion with them. They begin to walk him in a predetermined direction. That predetermined direction has cops all over the place. But we'll be back and we'll tell you the rest of how it's done when you do it right, because the NYP does it. This is Rudy Giuliani. We'll be back very shortly. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, back with the Rudy Giuliani show. You can call me at 1-800-848-9222. And with common sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show on the Red Apple Audio Network. So let's go to the phones and see what we have. Let's go to Rick. Thanks for taking my call, Rudy. Hi, Rick. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help fight world hunger by ending the global warming scam. And I'm pretty sure you know that you know food is prices related to gas prices, which is related to Biden attacking our fuel supply. Anyway, Saturday Night Live was at it again with the global warming propaganda. Yeah, what are they? I, I can't watch them anymore. But tell me, tell me what uh, what stupid thing they did? Politically they motivated, it. one-sided, bigoted. Yeah, they made they made a joke that scientists found a 17-pound meteorite, but it fell on the head of the last polar bear. Oh. Unfortunately, polar bears don't live in Antarctica, so they're, they're not very smart over there. Yeah, and they, and they've actually uh, – there are more polar bears now than, uh, than almost ever, by the way. There, there, there is not there – there's a whole big editorial in the Wall Street Journal about it. The whole polar bear thing is another one of their 
complete idiot shams. You know, you know what's reducing the number of polar bears? They go hunting. hunt. They go hunting. Kill seven hundred of them a year. <laughs> so you, you want to shut it? You want to shut it down? Don't go hunt polar bears. Actually, the, the polar bear ban was the hunting ban was lifted years ago. And I, you know, and I don't, I don't know why the hell we would starve people over polar bears, but you go figure that out. I like polar bears, but I like people better. It's just another lie. Yeah, yeah. It's, this, this is a, this is a all part. Uh, some know they're playing a part, and some are too stupid and brainwashed. But this is a definite Marxist uh, uh, theory being carried out to create this kind of uh, 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 vast tension and depletion of resources so that you become desperate and you become socialist and communist and the state, you'll, you'll have nothing and the state will have to supply it. Look at, look at all the decisions just in the last three years the state has taken over. I mean, they even want to decide whether or not they can, they can chop your children's genitals off, not you. I mean, that's getting pretty bad, and, and we're not reacting to it the way we should. We're sitting there as if, oh, gee, that's kind of normal. The teachers and the doctors should decide if, if, if my child's a boy or a girl, not me. Well, I think a lot of parents are waking up to it. And this whole global warming, we were supposed to be gone, according to Gore in 2010. No one mentions that when that fraud shows up. And uh, look, is there a problem yeah. Have we had this problem since the beginning of, of changes in atmosphere, changes in temperature, changes due to all kinds of reasons? Yes. And are we intelligent enough to adapt to it, to take advantage of it? Actually, we are. We should be able to actually maximize global warming and take advantage of it and grow from it. Uh, you, you go back to to uh, to. Um, some of the first books on this that now probably are banned. And they, they talked about the fear of global uh, uh, chilling being much worse because people die by cold, but from cold about 10, 10 to 15 times more than warm. In other words, if we go one direction or another, it'd be more dangerous to be having a, an earth that was getting colder because it is much harder to deal with death by frostbite than it is overheat being being uh, too 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 warm plus the major thing you have to worry about is flooding and that's where uh, using dams knowing how to do it doing it right the right way which works perfectly when you do and works terribly when you don't and also discouraging people from putting places in exactly where floods take place i mean you stick a 50 million dollar home where a flood is going to take place you're going to cause 50 million dollars worth of damage it becomes predictable so those are the kinds of changes we should be working on. And then realizing that a warmer climate would yield more food. If we had more arable land, like Russia, Russia has always had to depend on Ukraine as the breadbasket of Russia and Europe. Because if you fly across Russia, I did it once on a Sunday trying to get back in time for the Super Bowl. And I couldn't wait for the snow to go away. It seemed like I was watching 20 hours of snow. It was all Russia. You can't grow anything there. You can't do anything there. It's just, uh, uh, you know, and, and warming would mean it would become arable land. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Elliot. Hey, Elliot. Are you around? I think we're going to have to go to Marianne in. Congratulations, Philadelphia. <laughs> Hi, Rudy. I love you. Oh, isn't that nice? And I want you to know that I love Philadelphia. 
I, I, oh, I and I, I feel bad for you. you. I think think you got the worst uh, uh, DA in the whole history of the world, worse yeah, than ours no. even. You got a mayor who's a yo. You had a great mayor. Michael Nutter was a great mayor, and yeah. uh, and uh, and you got terrible mayor, and you got a governor that uh, he's not worth anything. Boy, poor p- poor our, pencil. Our senator Fetterman. Uh, you know who? Who? John Fetterman. Uh, 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 uh. He had a stroke. He, look, he was a wacko before he had the stroke. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was a wacko Listen, before. Maybe I was hoping yeah. the stroke would straighten him out. Yeah, it didn't. Listen, Rudy, um, I heard you on on uh, on the radio this morning when you were on with your son. Yep. Okay, and you were talking about they were talking about um, Donald Trump yep. uh, tweeting about DeSantis. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I have I have an alternative. Please, I can, I I'll, I'll pass it along to you. I promise. I will. I'm going to see him this week. I'm headed to Florida, oh. so I'm going to see him this week. And um, that'll be great. I'll put it on my list. What 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 what's your what's what's your okay. advice? All right. I understand there are some uh, people in Florida that are angry with DeSantis because he's running for uh, for president. Okay. And. Um, Okay, they possibly they feel betrayed because a lot of the good things that he did were in uh, executive order. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I think he needs to stay here in Florida and remain a governor and button everything down so that the next person that comes in can't overturn everything like they did to Trump. Well, that's a good point. That's a good, good point. But let me, uh, you know, when I when I went on, Andrew and and Sid had a somewhat different view on it. On it, and Sid's a big uh, Trump supporter. We agree on that. But uh, their point was, you know, Trump shouldn't get mad at him for running against him because it's disloyal. I agree that the president, former president, should probably keep his mouth shut about being annoyed about DeSantis. It's the better part of valor or discretion. But he's always been very open and honest, right? But I do agree with him. I'd be angry at DeSantis if he was running against me. Because when you make somebody, which he did, there's no question he made him and bailed him out of a situation in which he probably was. I was there at the time. I was Trump's lawyer at the time. At Trump's request, I went there and and campaigned for DeSantis three or four times. He was on his way to losing that race. And uh, uh, Trump went down and campaigned for him. And then Trump pushed not only me, but a lot of his people there to help him. He put a lot of effort in for him, and he just squeaked it out by a point. Just made it. And the guy he was running against was, uh, you're talking loser, a real loser. So he just made it. I believe he's been a very good governor. I do. I think he's been a good governor, and I think he's a hope for our future. But I'm old-fashioned that way. If I did that for somebody, if I helped make their career that way, and I was running for an office, I'd feel kind of betrayed if they ran against me. Just the way it is, you know. You know, Sid Sid said, well, suppose Andrew becomes my partner, maybe three years before you might want my job. I said, yeah, but you're not going to be angry at him if he doesn't try to undercut you? Of course you will be. Of course you will be, and you should be. I said, I'll be angry at him if he does that because he's not— I mean, maybe I'm an old Italian, but I believe in loyalty. Somebody, somebody gives me a job and makes, goes out of his way to help me. I don't go unless I have to. 
I don't go against him. And you don't have to do He doesn't have to do that. So I'm not angry at him. I understand politics. I don't know what I'd call it. I don't think it's the, on a different level than politics, just man to man. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I don't think you go against your patron. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, Susan. Oh, there, Mayor Giuliani. Gosh, it's always great to hear you and double the pleasure to hear Andrew. Oh, isn't he great? Um, isn't he great? He's a natural. Oh. But his mother, you know, his mother is the real, his mother was on, was the anchor on WPIX. Oh, gosh, for 10 years, 10, 10 12 years, Donna Hanover. So he's, he, he gets it even more from the other side of the family. <laughs> Oh, I I think that you and you are always I've heard you say that many times and it's always a combination. And he definitely has a lot of your uh, marvelous qualities. Thank you. And I think that he should um, have a debate school for Republican candidates. He he? was so brilliant. I could listen to that 10 times how he would take an adverse um, question and smoothly without any kind of, you know, hesitancy, he turned it around. And Very talented. Uh, the other You're right. thing, if I may say, uh, please, when you put it on your list for President Trump, that um, he needs to talk more about what he did in Washington, D.C. to get charter schools for the minorities that, that interesting? in these failing, dangerous schools. And I wish he would talk more about I, that. Good point. I, I was just about, you know, my next topic was going to be charter schools because uh, Hochul and and Adams are double crossing us on that, too. And uh, the state, I mean, Adams said he was going to fight for more. He's not. Uh, his uh, education commissioner, Banks, who is a good guy otherwise, has blocked the three that were planned for now, the success academies that were planned for now. Now, he didn't block them. The teachers union did it. But this is a ga- this this is a question of who controls the schools, the mayor or the teachers union, and if he can't get the three places he wants for the success academies that he approved because the teachers union says they're not adequate, they run the schools, not him. Did you ever see the movie The Hunt for the Red October? Uh, in or- in order for the admiral to get control of the of the new uh, submarine that the Soviets have made that he wants to turn over to the Americans. And uh, uh, he in order to get control of the ship at the very beginning, he works out a plot to kill the communist party representative who is on the ship. And if you just watch the movie, you don't get the explanation of it. If you read the Clancy book, you get a very full explanation of it. Clancy points out that the military didn't run the ships. The Communist Party did. And on every ship, there was a Communist Party agent. That was the person who really ran the ship. Also, it's the Communist Party representative who really ran the schools. It's the Communist Party representative who really ran the laboratories, like the Wuhan laboratory. You think it was run by, you know, independent Chinese communists if you're a naive, silly person. If you have any knowledge of history or any knowledge of the world, you know that every laboratory in China is run by the Chinese Communist Party with with members of the Chinese military installed right in there as they are in Wuhan. The minute that happened, I knew it wasn't some kind of 
thing that just happened in some private. There's no such thing as a private biomedical research center in a communist country. So, um, I mean, the same thing is true here. The representative of the teachers union runs the school, not the principal. Principal is a figurehead. The head of the teachers union runs the school. The head of the teachers union runs the schools, not the mayor. He's a figurehead. And I'd be damned if had they given me that power, if that'd be me, baby. Wouldn't happen. It'd be a battle to the death and I'd win. And I don't mean death figuratively. I mean it poetically. The mayor would win that battle. Because if he doesn't win that battle, he can't win any. He's not the mayor. And this guy has had real problems. Great talker. But when he's got to go up against other people like Hochul, like the legislature, like the Democrat Party and like the teachers union, we go 0 for 4. That's not a leader. That's a guy who, you know, should have found some place where he could make a lot of money, put, buy his very expensive suits and go to clubs at night. He could get as much joy out of that as, you know, going around being called mayor. But it's a tragedy because we need charter schools. We need private schools. They have grown exponentially since the pandemic. Something like, I can, I'm going to give you the wrong percentage. I'll get it for you tomorrow. It was an epic times this week. The percentage that did not return to public schools is dramatic. There is a massive movement away from the public education system in America by everyone. Parents don't trust it. And to the extent that there are unionized schools, the motive behind it is a thoroughly Marxist organization. The teachers union has and is a thoroughly Marxist organization, not dedicated to America as you know it. It's a different kind of an America. It's an America, one world, kind of in the Soros, Bush, uh, Biden, uh, European vision. And uh, it's the state that knows better about the education of the children, not the city. The, uh, the idea that parents who interfere are terrorists is just an exaggeration of what they believe. And, we, and where did the attorney general come up with that? Well, none other than Karl Marx, who basically writes very, very strongly about how detrimental parents can be to the development of communism. They are almost as bad as God. You got to get rid of both if you want to dominate. And uh, the Chinese Communist Party wants to dominate. And they were able to get their person elected pre uh, president, the guy they paid bare minimum $31 million to. So they're getting their money's worth. And we better be ready to be realistic and fight back and not give an inch. And I thought we had a mayor in Adams who was going to fight for charter schools but what we got is a guy who doesn't want to fight at all about anything. I think he likes being mayor, likes being called mayor. Maybe we should stop calling him that and then he will start working. I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. But to me, having been one, he's starting to get into the category of someone who's not worthy of the title. I mean, he'll have it and illegally has it. But another question, you, you can't force someone to respect someone. And on schools, I mean, you, you see it more on crime. I see it 
as even worse on schools because on on crime, he's got the right instincts and he, he gets some of it through. He could be doing a lot more and being a lot better, but he's 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 doing a little. It's 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 still worse than de Blasio in terms of results. But I think he's going to get there to something eh, on schools. It's a disaster. We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani. I'm back uh, with the mayor's final thoughts on uh, on a wonderful, wonderful day, I hope, for all of you. It was a very nice day in New York. The mayor's final thoughts are sponsored by uh, Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. You know Tunnel to Towers. Tunnel to Towers is the organization that has the back of military members and uh First responders, police and fire who are killed in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. And they're there to make sure that the mortgage on the home is paid, that smart homes are built so that they have the maximum amount of independence if they are catastrophically uh, wounded and unable to use their limbs. And they're there with support, which is the most important thing, and right away. And you want to be part of that. So put in $11 a month to T2T.org. That's T, the number 2 T.org. Over this weekend, uh, with all of the other things going on, the, the, the after, after shock or shock of uh, that horrible video of, uh, of uh, Mr. Nichols and, and the police acting in ways that, um, for those of us who support the police, uh, is heartbreaking on all sides, heartbreaking for the family, of course, uh, the loss of Mr. Nichols, who seems uh, like a very fine person from what you can tell. But, and even if he wasn't, this, this, there's no the kicking and the bullying. And oh, my goodness. Oh. And then again, we have got to make sure that people realize that this is the aberration and that the uh, racial hucksters don't don't paint this into something where they turn uh, people off even more to cops or turn people off even more to policing than has been the case, because we have a real we have a real uh, uh, problem there. And it, it has something to do with the vast amount of crime that we have and the people who pay for it are the people who need it the most. Because they tend to be by far the victims of the crime that takes place. I mean, most of the police officers are, are doing a job to save lives of people in the minority community and in the communities that are more affected by crime. And these guys kind of sell them out. So please try to keep a balanced head about this. And thank you for, for, for listening to the pleas, particularly from, from, from the mom, to be peaceful. Say a prayer. Say a prayer for the family. Say a prayer for all of us. And then again, thank God that you're in America. God bless America. Rudy Giuliani. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.